Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. Tonight the topic is the art of Jin Chin, and our guest tonight is Alexis Brink. We're going to bring Alexis on in just a minute, but I wanted to just touch on the notion of self-care, taking care of this vehicle, this this persona, this body, this you that you have. I mean, this you that you have to live your life in. It's so easy for us to kind of neglect our bodies, neglect ourselves when we get uh, hurried and busy and, and stressed. Sometimes the effect is kind of slow over time, and and we can kind of slow down into a slump and not really notice what we're missing, if you will, not really notice how much better we could feel if we took the time to take care of ourselves. And what I like about our topic tonight is the simplicity of the art of Jin Shin. We're going to jump into this topic in just a minute, but to just revisit the notion of taking care of yourself. It doesn't matter how how simple something is as long as it's effective. And and the intent that you bring with it, the intent that you pursue uh, a modality is everything. The, the dis-ease of our body is a product of disharmony within ourselves. And when you take the time by setting an intention to restore your health, by setting an intention to alleviate disease, by setting a, an intention to restore harmony, you're literally changing who you are for the rest of your life. And if you do that as a constant modality, it's like exercise or meditation. If you don't really practice it, you don't really get the benefit. And what I really like about our topic tonight is is the simplicity. Our guest tonight is Alexis Brink. She is the author of The Art of Jin Shin, the topic of tonight's show, and the president of the Jin Shin Institute in New York City, a practitioner of The Art of Jin Shin since 1991. She is a licensed massage therapist and interfaith minister and has taught self-help classes and workshops in New York City as well as in different countries for many years. She has taught Jin Shin in hospitals to nurses and to teachers and their students in public school systems. Today, Jin Shin Institute, under Alexis's guidance, is offering a comprehensive curriculum to a new generation of practitioners and teachers. Join me in welcoming Alexis to the show tonight. Welcome to the show, Alexis. Hi, Les. I'm so happy to be here tonight. You know, I really enjoyed... um, reviewing your book, The Art of Jin Shin. It's, uh, I find it uh, such a, uh, 
first of all, it's such a beautiful book. It's, uh, the photography the, and the pictures, it's a very inviting book to hold. But um, you talk about the uh the Japanese practice of healing with your fingertips um, share with us how you got um, involved with the art of Jin Shin yes so the art first of all the art of Jin Shin it's a form of energy medicine that came from Japan and it's similar to acupuncture but we use our hands so it's very easy to access uh, yourself and help yourself with that. So that's how I came to it. I was a dancer and I came from the Netherlands when I was 18 years old and uh, I was in this uh, group called the American Dance Machine and I got this knee injury and I was guided to uh, the lady who became my teacher, Philomena Dooley, and she taught me how to practice self-help uh, every day and I was able to go back to rehearsals very, very quickly and uh, maintain uh, keep the injury away. So that's how I got into it. Well, it, and um, how would you say, I mean, how would you describe it? If, if As we go to talk about this topic, um, give the listeners an idea of just what Jin Chin is. With your hands, you unblock stuck energy. So because of our lifestyle or because of um, all the stress we have in our lives and Internet 24 hours a day and uh, diet, environment, things like that, as well as genetic predispositions or older traumas, the energy gets tends to get congested in the body and this can cause problems or we injunction jitsu, we call it projects instead of problems because we work with them and they're fun to work with. Um, so when you work with the gentian, you unblock this stuck energy so that the energy can flow freely in the body and the body can function optimally and heal itself. So that's how it works. You're balancing the right side and the left side so that harmony can uh, reoccur in the body. It, it seems like such a simple practice. Um, uh, why isn't that more uh, mainstream? I mean, the, the the actual practice of it is is such simple procedures. Why do you think that it's um, it hasn't been more common? Well, that is one of the big reasons why I wrote the book, and also that is the mission of Jinshan Institute, which uh, I run, is. To, uh, to open it up to the world and um, to make it accessible really to anybody. So you can pick up this, this book and begin to practice right away or work on a family or, or a loved one or a friend. Um, and so that is very much the mission of the Institute. It, it's been kept very small to keep the integrity of the work, but I think it is now time also to open it up to the world and uh, spread it also to a younger generation, uh, college students and people who have very busy and active lives. Um, so this practice can be a lifetime study, which it is for me, or it became for me because it's such a beautiful practice and the philosophy is a big part of it. Or you can just simply start by holding your fingers and harmonize the entire body and 
that's one of the beauties of it, that you can take it on uh, many different levels. Well, I, and I, I, it's so elegant. I really like it. Um, now, when you, when you first came across it, um, it was because of an injury you had more or less immediately. I mean, you had, had just injured yourself as a dancer, if, if I'm correct. Well, it was becoming an older project. It kept coming back, and I would have to stop dancing for six weeks at a time, which for a dancer is very difficult. So I would take acupuncture, and I would go to the chiropractor, but nothing really resolved it. So when I met Philomena, she did something with my toes. She tweaked my toes, and it, I was better, truthfully, the next day. I mean, it was really uh, like a small miracle to me. So she asked me to take her workshop the following week, which I did, and that's when I decided that I wanted to continue this uh, practice for the rest of my life and become a practitioner as well because um, there was just something about it that made me feel so uh, amazing, and I kind of found my my center, and I, I, I think this was uh, the fact that we work with the universal energy and it makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger than just your small individual self. It makes you feel connected. Right. So, um, so you had uh, been um, experiencing more and more difficulty. I believe it was uh, with your knee, mm -hmm. and then with this practice, you were able to uh, eliminate any discomfort from that. Yes, completely. I never had to stop dancing again really so I mean and that that is a fairly simple project but um, I you know I have a practice in New York and and I see a lot of people who have much more serious projects as well so you can use this for simple things like anxiety to much more complex uh, symptoms or diseases or disharmonies Right. I really like how you uh, call them projects and not um, uh, disease. I, I think there's there's, <laughs> there's an inherent advantage to that. I mean, some people talk about their emo uh, their disease with such emotion, you know, oh, I've got cancer and, and it's a big emotional upheaval just to talk about it. But to kind of uh, disconnect from that and call it a project, it it that sounds so much more graceful. Yes, because then you can work with it. And also, Jin Shinjitsu is really the study of getting to know and help yourself. And what you will find is when you start to practice this is that the cause is always in the, the answers are in the body. You can just feel it when you start to practice, when you feel... Uh, we work with locate 26 safety energy locations on the right side and on the left side, and those are um, th those are locations that tend to get congested. And so, when you place your hand on one of those safety energy locations and it feels congested, that means that the energy cannot flow uh, properly through it. So, by holding it, you open it up, and so that the energy can flow through it again. And so it's very, um, you, you can really feel it and, and start to understand exactly what's going on in your body. So these, uh, 
safety energy locations, SELs, as you call them in the book. Um, how do you how do you sense if they're congested or not? I mean, we touch our bodies all the time, and and if we were to touch these locations, um, how do you sense? Uh, how do you tune into um, whether they're open or congested or not? So you feel it as uh, oh, that feels tight. Let's say you place your hand on your right shoulder. And that's where people tend to accumulate a lot of their stress. It goes right to SEL number 11. Like I said, they're 26. And uh, so when people are very stressed, for sure you will find some congestion in your SEL 11. So when you place your hand there, your fingertips, you can feel it when you compare the left and the right side. So when you place your hand there and you just hold it for a few minutes, and you wait for a pulsation to come up into it, that means that the energy is starting to spiral. And you can just feel that congestion dissolve. So these SELs are actually, uh, they're like friendly warning signs. And so they tell us, hey, you know, something is going on, and uh, um, you understand what's going on also in your life. Maybe you're stressed, or maybe you had a difficult time with somebody or and so you start to acknowledge and recognize what's going on um, for example there's a point at the top of your shoulder blade it's called SEL3 and that's the key to the immune system and sometimes once in a while I feel it talk, talking to me I feel it like throbbing or I feel a, a small pain in it and I know hey you know if I don't open it up I could get a a cold or a flu, and so preventatively I can work on that SEL and open it up and then I won't get that flu or cold. Or if you do get it, then you can still work with it and it will pass through faster. I see. So it sounds like you've developed a, a dialogue or conversation, ongoing conversation with your body using these SDLs. Um, so, so, I mean, if we were to kind of peel back the curtain, if you will, metaphorically, if if we have these energy points in our body that get congested, how does this congested energy translate to like uh, uh, a knee project, you know, or uh, uh, to use a more traditional term? Um, um, a knee injury or discomfort. How how does how does that energy translate to a physical condition? So we can in Jinshin Jitsu we look at different levels. So a lot of probably a lot of your listeners have heard of meridians, and probably so do you. Um, so sure. we have in Jinshin Jitsu these energy pathways that are similar to meridians. So one way to look at it is where is the injury, where is the project, and then see which uh, energy pathway moves through it. Uh, in my case, it was the stomach energy. So I held two points, or SELs, that are located on the stomach uh, flow, on the stomach uh, energy pathway, and so that will, that helped to open open it up. Um, 
another way to look at it is, for example, if you have a headache, you want to bring the energy down. You want to bring the energy down out of their head. So there are two points on the leg that you can hold or hold the big toes to to bring the energy down. Because whatever another principle is, whatever is stuck above the waist you want to bring down and whatever is stuck below the waist you want to bring the energy up. So that's another principle of how you can work with it. Right, I like that. So if if I haven't... Uh really paid attention to my body and say I'm I'm starting to awaken to this uh, um, perhaps metaphysical or uh, energetic view of my body instead of a more traditional Western view. Um, how do, what can I expect um, if I if I get your book and I start working with the uh, this modality? Um, Yes, I mean, first of all, it's a very positive thing is that it is a part of our innate wisdom. If you look around you, you see people holding points all the time, and they happen to be SELs that we use or holding certain finger, like a baby, they like to suck their thumbs very often, and they help their digestive system, and they help themselves to sleep peacefully and self-soothe. So already it's a part of our innate wisdom, so it's not so strange um, in, in, the, in that sense. It is already, um, it's not going to be something very strange or esoteric. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of natural to us anyway. Sure, right. And uh, so this was just, for example, if you have a lot of anxiety, you can hold your index finger, which if you do have a lot of anxiety, maybe you notice that you're holding it, it anyway. Or your 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 index finger uh, sticks out, or you're holding it with the other hand, or or something. So it's really bringing an awareness to something that we already know, and um, it actually works very well together with Western medicine as well. Right, uh, complements other other forms yeah. of uh, medical practice. Absolutely, yes. So. Now, if if I'm a listener and maybe I have uh, uh, hip pain that I've had for a long time, and and I get your book and I and I um, go through the practices for my my hip pain, that's that's one form of of using this modality. But what about the elements to our body that we're not conscious of, like maybe our liver shut down or um, some of our internal processes that we're not consciously aware of. Um, is there a, 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 a methodical practice in your book that can work through your whole body system to move you towards health? Yes, because at the back of the book there's uh, more than 70 symptoms, but there's also something, if you look at page 41, there is uh, something called the first three, and those are three flows that are three flow patterns that are for daily maintenance. And if you look at it, the main center source helps the entire endocrine system. And 
It's actually when you look at the flow pattern, you see that they are the same uh, energy centers as the chakras that a lot of people are aware of. And so what you do is you place your hands on these centers and you spend a, like two minutes first pausing or you wait till the pulsation comes uh, in, up into these uh, areas and then you move to the next spot. And so this harmonizes the entire body. So that will work preventatively as well. Now, if you already have a project, your body will tell you. Like you say, if your liver shuts down, you will have signs and symptoms. So it's already there. When you work on, um, when I work on, uh, on, on the energy level, you work on it before it is uh, manifested in the body. Does that make sense? Sure, yes. Yeah. So when you have a liver shutdown, it's already there, and then you you want to reverse that, which you can do with energy work as well, because as I said, all the causes are in the body. If the liver shuts down, the, 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 uh, the cause may be another energy pathway that is not giving enough energy to the to the liver. So, um, so, but our body will, will give us signs. Um, for example, if somebody wakes up every night at 3 a.m. and people tell me that I wake up every night at 3 p.m. and I don't uh, a.m. and I don't know why, it it has to do something with the liver energy. So when I say liver energy, I'm talking about the energy pathway that flows through the body that eventually denses down and becomes the organ. But before it is the organ, it is maybe another energy flow that it um, that it touches or um, and and so it's uh, there. All these energy pathways are related, and it is it is our job to find out why the project is there. Right. So now, how long have you been working with this modality? Well, I've been practicing, been practicing for 30 years already, and so for me, um, you know, this book is really my my life's work to to put it all in a book and make it available to people. And I'm still learning and growing every day in my own practice when I work with people because everybody is different, and when two people come in with the same project, the cause may be different. And so, as a practitioner. I investigate why it's there, and I do that by listening to the pulses in the wrist, and I look at the body, I do body reading, and I feel the body, I listen to the person's words, what they say, um, and so there's a whole picture that I put together, and then, then I'll give them the session. So have you noticed a difference in your own experience of the modality? In other words, um, when, you very far, when you very first started using it uh, and then you progressed uh, for 5 and 10 and 15 and more years, how, how has your experience of the modality evolved over this time? It does evolve. And, well, first of all, let me say that it's, uh, it's an art. So it's a skillful creation, and of course, with an art, there is no there is no um, limits to it. 
you can keep exploring and keep reinventing the art using the technique behind it, of course. Um, and another way it's evolved is because life is evolving. 30 years ago, we didn't have as much uh, Internet and it, it, life being so fast and people being on their cell phones all the time. And so you see also different projects coming up as time evolves and as people are changing. And so we just move along with that and looking at life today. And so they are different projects. Right, I like that. So how does, how does, uh, do you have some examples? I mean, how could how could we uh, get a, a, a better understanding of it um, during this interview? Um, well, I I let me tell. Maybe I'll tell you a story. Sure. Yeah. So um, what I what, one of the things I would like to do is to reach out to to younger people, and so I'd like to tell this story uh, about my son who's in college. And uh, a couple of months ago, he called me and was like, Mom, my, this kid just collapsed. What can I do? Give me a quickie. And so I said, okay, time. I just sit with him and hold the back of his head till the, you know, till the, the EMS comes. And he said, oh, never mind. They're coming. And I said, no, Tava, just stay with him. Place your hands there and just sit with him because it will take them a few minutes to, uh, to, to, to see if they can ask him questions because the kid was completely out. But anyway, so a few minutes later, I get a text message from him. Mom, I did it. So the guy was fine. And so things like that are really wonderful. And um, so that is one way you can use it. And I've I've helped many people that have just fainted or uh, things like that uh, as a 911 kind of situation. Right. But then you can, of course, also use it. You know, I treat people who have had... Uh, pain for many years or pain in their shoulders, in their back, uh, heart projects, immune projects. I mean, there are some clients that have, that came to me when 30 years ago, and I still see them once a week. People just make it a part of their life, and they come to me once a week or less, and they work on themselves every day. And uh, or I would teach a workshop somewhere, and I never I, I saw the person years later and say, "Oh, I've been doing my main center search every day." You know, so you you get wonderful uh, testimonies from people in in different ways. People use it in different ways. Well, very nice, and 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 I like the idea that you can um, not only do it um, to yourself. But you can also do it to to another. So, like couples could uh, practice on each other. Yes, everything that's in this book you can practice on a loved one. Um, also, it's very helpful for mothers and children. If your child has a fever, you can do simple holds to bring down the fever, uh, some or headaches, or stomach aches, or Blood pressure, it's, yeah, it's all there in the book. Yeah. But I can I tell you a little bit about the history? Please. So it started with Jeremiah, who was born in Japan in the early 1900s. 
and he came from a family of medical doctors. And then at uh, age 26, he became very ill himself, and his family couldn't help him, his family of doctors. So he asked that they bring him to the mountain cabin and to leave him there for seven days and come back to see what happened of him. And what he did there is uh, he practiced the hand mudras, which are in the book, and fasting and meditation. And on the eighth day, he was better. Um, and at that point, he decided to devote the rest of his life to the study and research of what he called Jinshin Jitsu. And uh, so he did a lot of uh, research, first of all, on himself, on others, on people that were sick, and he started to teach. But he also studied the a lot of the ancient traditions, the Greek texts, the Chinese texts, the Indian texts, and as well as the Kojiki records, which gave it a, a very a mystical aspect. And um, that is something that was a little bit of a newer concept in the West. So I'll talk about that a little bit after. But then this lady, Mary Burmeister, she was half uh, Japanese and half American. She came, she was in Japan teaching English. And uh, she was guided to Jiramurai and he said to her, would you like to bring a gift from Japan to the United States? And she thought she was going to get a little package from him to take back. And she got this whole enormous, vast, wonderful art to take back. And so Mary Burmeister really developed it uh, for the West and um, took all of this material and made it more understandable for, because some of these concepts were kind of new here, like working with universal energy, um, using the hands as a jumper cable where the practitioner is not really, we're not doing anything, but we're using uh, the light of the universal energy to facilitate really the harmonizing uh, of the body that, that we're treating or ourselves. And so this kind of concept and the philosophy is a very big part of it, too, which I do write a bit about in the book as well, even though I keep it very basic. Um, and and that the philosophy is really the part that drew me to it. Right. Well, it's, it's very elegant. I, I find it... Um uh, a very elegant modality. You know, you know, it's curious that um, I had been um, um, visiting a Chinese acupuncturist, and uh, and I thought he he was really good. And I asked I asked him. I said, "Are you a master?" And he said, "Oh no, no, no! I'm not a master." I said, well, what's the difference between you and a master? And he said, well, a master will only use one needle. And it, it made me think that um, the modality is a, a vehicle of healing. And as the more you practice a modality, the more you... Um, I, I don't know, uh, like, uh, 
you master the ability of the modality to be a powerful um, platform, if you will. Yes. And uh, I agree, and that's a beautiful story. And ultimately, of course, it is all about the breath and breathing. When, when we are not breathing, the energy cannot move. So that's where it really, uh, that's really the ending point and the beginning point of it. So as a modality, um, what kind of different diseases can Jin Shin help with? Well, uh, let me start by saying this. Um, when the energy can flow freely in the body, the body can heal itself. So for that reason, in effect, it can heal, the body can heal itself, uh, really, of anything. Now, um, the question that you're asking is, what can it heal? And so this is like, what kind of projects do we work with? So I see people that have blood pressure projects or digestive, immune, um, muscular pain, it also speeds up healing for broken bones, uh, people who have hip projects, um, you name it, really really anything. And also, I treat a lot of people who are on uh, medicines like um, chemotherapy or radiation. And for them, the self-help is very wonderful also because they are just able to keep their blood counts up and um, keep their body more um, more energized so they're not as fatigued, uh, helping to harmonize the, the nausea, things like that. So it's, it's really helpful for, for anything. And then for people who um, are healthy, it is really to maintain health. And the, the treatment is actually very wonderful. So when you work on yourself in the morning, it will really set you up for the day, or when you do it at night, it's very calming and it will relax you so that you can have a more restful sleep. Some people crash in the afternoon, and then it's also a very nice, good time to do, and it gives you a boost of energy. And they're so simple. It's like you could do them anywhere, really, at any time during the day, it seems like. Yes, you can do it when you're watching TV or waiting uh, for a bus. Or in New York, we we of course take the subway. So you see people holding uh, the outside of their wrist, which actually helps. They do that naturally. They're not. They don't even know they're practicing jinshin, but they're holding <laughs> the outside of their wrist, and they're calming their nervous system. So I mean, start if you start to look around, you'll see what people hold, and sometimes like I. I tell the story because this was really um, interesting, but the day the market crashed in 2008, mm-hmm. on, the, on the cover of the, on the front of the New York Times, you saw all these um, these uh, bankers, and even Obama was on it, and they all had their hand, in some way or form, on their cheek. And when you hold your cheek, it helps to um, harmonize mental stress. And all of the, there were like eight pictures on the front of the New York Times, and they were all holding their cheekbones, and they were releasing mental stress. And, and that is just an example of how we naturally practice Jensen on ourselves. 
all the time. Naturally and perhaps subconsciously. Yes. And what you're doing is you're bringing some conscious intention to it. Yes, because then you can be more effective because you can go to it more, um, yeah, you can do it with awareness and with intention and you can can go directly to where you need to be. And you can hold it in for a few minutes or a little bit longer, give it attention. Right. So now you've uh, you've created the uh, Jinshin Institute in New York City. Is that right? Well, I didn't create it. One of Mary Burmeister's first students in the early 1960s, her name is Pamela Markarian Smith. She founded the institute in 1991, and um, when I, when I, after so many years of study, I came across her materials, and they were so interesting and wonderful. She had such a great understanding that I went to meet her in California, and um, she asked me then to. We met, and I studied with her, and she asked me then to continue her work, she, and she passed away in 2015. So she's, Pamela founded the Institute, and I'm continuing her legacy. So what's your role at the Institute now? I, I'm the president right now. But I'm a good president <laughs> of the Institute. <laughs> well, now, does the Institute hold classes? I mean, is there a, a program where somebody can get trained in this and graduate and become a practitioner? Yes, we have. A, we have yes, if you go to my website, jinshininstitute.com, we have a whole um, we have a whole program that you can follow. And there are already many practitioners out there. As a matter of fact, in Colorado, actually my teacher lives in Colorado, and uh, there's another wonderful, wonderful teacher and practitioner, uh, Susan Brooks, who's also um, out in Colorado. And I'm going to be there uh, this month, actually, at the Boulder Bookstore. We have a few events. Is it okay? Sure, please. So uh, I'm going to be in Boulder on October 17th at 7.30 at the Boulder Bookstore, and I'm doing that event with Susan Brooks. And then on the 19th, I'm teaching a class there with her in Boulder at the Kelly Barn um, at, at 4.30 till 6. So these, all these events are also on my website at jinshininstitute.com. And then in Denver, I'm going to be at a um, Tattered Cover bookstore Yes. in the historic Lodo district on Sunday, October 20th at 2 p.m. So this is all for a book reading, question and answer, and book signing. So it will be wonderful if your listeners will, will come if they're interested in this. Yes, very nice. So... Um it, it sounds like this uh, modality can complement um, other modalities. So say, for example, if if I'm a, a massage therapist, um, I, Jin Shin could, could complement my um, existing modality. Is that correct? Yes, very much. So some people, they start to incorporate it into their massages, but some people, they completely switch switch over. 
um, because the, it's also massage therapy can be very taxing on the body, and this is more, uh, I guess this is not as um, labor-intensive, let's say, because you sit and you hold these locations while it's actually... Uh, a massage feels great, but this is actually more effective since the energy spirals all, all the way to the core, to the center of the body, and spirals back out. So either even muscular projects, when you hold them, and you can, it can feel like it is tender when the muscles get very tight, but when you hold it, it releases quicker than if you massage it because then you actually interrupt this uh, pattern of uh, this energy circulation. I'm a licensed massage therapist myself, and a great massage is, is wonderful. I love it, but uh, I prefer myself, I prefer this. It's a it's, it's very deep uh, experience and very, very relaxing. Well, so have you noticed over time, um, now you've done, you've done decades of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... The more you do it to your body, the more you see results. I mean, is it? Do you do you continue to get um, advantages from it even after decades of doing this? Yes, because we still. I mean, we're still human beings, and we all have our things and our stress and our life and this and that. So it's really, uh, it's really a way of of keeping the energies flowing and and open. And so yes, I. Personally, I take a session once a week, and I work on myself every day. So um, I think, yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing to just keep doing. But like I said, people take it to to different levels. Some people, they come sometimes for a session. But it really makes you feel so good. It makes you feel, it gives you really a feeling of of well-being, and you even feel happier because you're, in alignment, you're in alignment and 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 centered, and that is a that is a wonderful feeling. And then you go out into the world, and you're happier and and centered, and that is good for everybody around you too. So yeah, I think it's I think it is important. And that's I was wondering if you can do like a little exercise. Oh please. Yes. Yeah, I think you read my mind because that was my next question. <laughs> yes, I always like to to give something. So Mary Burmeister said that all dis-ease or disharmony uh, begins with an emotional attitude. And so we can harmonize our emotions. Like when emotions get stuck and when they're not moving and they're not processing, then they can cause, then they can cause projects. So... What we're dealing with often is the emotions of worry, anxiety, anger, sadness, and everything. So by holding the fingers, you can harmonize it. So if you hold your thumb and, for example, you can place your right hand over your left thumb, you take a few nice deep breaths, you're helping to harmonize worry. And... What happens is you will feel pulsation come up in the thumb. And when you feel the pulsation, that means that the energy is beginning to harmonize. So you can stay with that for a few moments or longer. 
And then you can move to the next finger. And the index finger helps to harmonize fear. And again, you just can hold the whole finger, front and back. You hold it gently. And you wait till you feel this pulsation come up. At first, the pulsation may be loud. And then it may quiet down. And that's when the energy is starting to spiral. The body is starting to, to harmonize. And then, after you hold this for a few moments, then you can move to the middle finger, and that helps to harmonize anger. And holding the middle finger also helps deep fatigue in the body, so that's very nice for a lot of people as well. And again, you hold that for a few moments, and then you can move to the ring finger. And when you hold the ring finger, you're helping to harmonize the emotion of sadness and grief. And you're helping the lung energy here as well. So you can hold that for a few minutes and again wait till you feel the pulsation, get into the deep belly breathing. And then you can move to the little finger where you're helping the trying too hard, like doing things with a lot of effort that can burden the heart energy. The little finger also helps with deep emotions. And again, you can just hold it for a few minutes or wait until you feel the pulsation until it feels like a nice harmonious pulse. And then lastly, you can hold the palm of your hand. And you can just place your fingertips on the palm of the hand and take a nice few breaths. And this also helps fatigue in the body. And holding the palm helps help all the other energies. So um, think about it when you hold your hands in prayer, you're touching the palms of your hands. Or if you give somebody a handshake, you touch the palms of the hands and you actually can get a lot of information from the other person as well. And so you can do both sides. You can hold your right fingers or your left, whatever feels comfortable for you. And you will start, when you practice this, you start to notice that one, you really like to hold this one finger. It's very comforting. And so that is, that is a good finger to hold for you. Well, very nice. I'm, I'm sitting here following your direction and, uh, um, it, it, I like it. It feels good. I mean, when I'm, I'm giving my body attention, and I'm giving my body attention specifically through the thumb and the fingers and the palm, and and uh, I feel more relaxed. I feel more connected. It's uh, it's such a that's why I was saying uh, at, um, earlier on in the conversation. It's it's so simple, and your book um, displays the the techniques. With pictures and, and diagrams so so beautifully that and and there's some very beautiful pictures of nature in the book. Yes, my my best friend, she's a photographer, and she took those pictures. And uh, Simon Schuster actually chose all of her pictures. So and they all have a meaning. We place them. If you look at the or you see the organ function section, the organ flows. You see the birds, and they fly in a flock, and that's actually how the energy moves.
through the body um, with one energy leading and then all the other, like the flock of birds, backing them up and supporting them. And so all the pictures, they have a, a meaning also in the philosophy. Uh, so, so that was very special for me. And all the models in the book, also, they, these are all real people. They're they're clients or practitioners, or even my children are in it. So it's a it's a very um, it's a personal book. Well, it's very nice. It's very beautiful. It's uh, uh, a very appealing book. Uh, you've put a lot of effort into it. Yes, I did. Thank you. Well, very nice. So, um, as far as yourself, do you uh, do you work with clients one on one? I mean, uh, take some time and and um, convey to our audience um, how they can work with you, um, how they can, uh, how and where they could take classes in Jin Shin. So I'm, first of all, I'm very active on social media. I have a Facebook page where I do practice circles, uh, practice circles, interviews with people, and uh, so people can follow that. I, I do a lot of the courses also by webinar. So if you go to the website, you can find a lot of the, uh, the offerings that I do and also a pass on how to become a practitioner. You can also contact us and email us. We can find you practitioners and like I said there are some wonderful people in Colorado there are actually quite a few practitioners and you can contact support at jinshininstitute.com in New York I have a, a center um, and we have currently we have four practitioners here on staff that are giving sessions uh, so and we also have uh, a lot of activities. But for people who are not here, they can join us uh, by webinar or online. Is there a website that talks about uh, practitioners outside of the United States? Yes, this, I mean uh, personally, I introduced this in, uh, in Holland and Belgium, but it's very popular in, in Germany and actually all over the world. There are thirty thousand students all over the world. So yes, there are there are a lot of students, students and practitioners. I mean, the thing is, you can like with this book, you can start to to practice on your on your friends and family. But if you would like to visit a practitioner and you're not in Colorado, and I think most of your audience is in Colorado, then you can contact us. We are just getting our database up right now with practitioners all over the world. But for now, people can contact us at support at com, and we can get you a practitioner. Well, very nice. It's, uh, um, it's, it's such a simple thing, and, and uh, I'm, very, I'm very intrigued by it. it and your, your book is very beautiful. Good. Thank you. It, it's such a, such a pleasant experience. Well, Alexis, uh, an hour can go by pretty fast. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Well, this, I would love for the listeners to begin practicing, even with what we talked about today, 
and that is to hold the fingers and the palm and get into the breath. And that healing is really available to anybody. And if you have a body, Jinshin is for you, as my friend Karen Duffy says. And she wrote the afterword for the book. And uh, I think that's very accurate. Anybody can practice this, and that is my word, to use our innate wisdom and uh, start bringing harmony into our bodies and into the world. Well, very nice. Alexis, I want to thank you for being our guest on the show tonight. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Les. It was really wonderful. We've been talking with Alexis Brink, and the topic tonight is the art of Jin Shin. Well, what a what a nice episode! Such a again, I I go back to how simple this modality is. It's it's something that you can do while you're waiting at the traffic light or or waiting in the doctor's office. It's or sitting in a chair at home, or perhaps you wake up in the middle of the night. It, it's such a simple modality, but as Alexis has shared, it, it's a powerful modality that can have a continuous effect as you practice it over your life. It's always my pleasure to bring you compelling episodes, uh, episodes that give you tools to help you improve your life, to improve your condition. The New Human Living platform is a platform for personal transformation, personal awakening, to to discover uh, a bigger truth, a bigger wisdom, uh, a higher purpose to your life. It's always a pleasure spending this time with you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. I want to thank you for joining us in tonight's episode. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com. Thanks for listening.